0: Welcome to this exciting sermon from World Impact Community Church. We hope you enjoy this message. For more sermons and resources, please do visit us at Let's start with the word of prayer. Father, we thank you, Lord, for you are here. Amen. This is your place. This is your people. We are your people, Lord. We want to thank you, Father. Let your presence come and fill this place. Let it be an anointed word, Lord Jesus, because it's from heaven. In Jesus mighty name I pray. Amen. It's an invisible war. The battle for your mind. The battle is an invisible. The battle is vicious. The battle is intense. The battle is unrelenting. He is out to get you somehow. Amen. Satan is out to get us. He tried to get Jesus. He tried to get job. He was roaming here and there. And he went to the presence of God. Amen. Trying to get job. The righteous man. Amen. And he is not going to spare any of us. I will say we are in the middle of an intense battle. And the battlefield is for our hearts. And for our minds. If he gets that, he gets us. And he has put baits for us. You know, yesterday in the men's out meeting here, we were playing a game of chess. I, myself and one of our brothers. And if you play chess, you would know what I say. And as I was playing with with this particular brother, you know, with his permission, I'm sharing this. So, uh, soon I thought about a plan. It unfolded into, you know, in my mind to, Trap this dear brother. And he fell into this trap. And I was like, I did it. You know, Satan is sometimes like that. He wants to trap us. By, you know, by putting traps. And we unknowingly walk into that. In an art gallery in Europe, in Paris... There is a painting called "Checkmate." Our media team will put that painting on the screen. On one side of the chessboard sits the devil, He's full of laughter, hes you know, he's overjoyed, he's thinking about his victory. On the other side of the chessboard sits a shaken young man, frightened young man. If you actually look into the real painting, they say there is a sweat covering his forehead. And there is a tear on his cheek. So you can see the tear. And the painting, the obviously, the game, the game is obviously coming to a close. That looks like, like that. And looking at the face of the players, the winner seems already decided. But one day, a chess grandmaster happens to visit the museum. And he looks at the painting. I mean, and he looks at the painting. And he studies the board from every angle. And he noticed something that most people did not notice. He realized the situation is not that hopeless for the young man. He can not only escape that situation, but he act, can actually win the match. And the chess grandmaster realizes there is one move. One particular move for this young man. And he realizes the next move is for that young man. Looking at, you know, the devil has just cut a piece. And that one move is the king has to move. The king has to move. And he realizes that the once the king moves... And the next couple of moves, the devil is actually checkmated. The nature of our battle looks like we are on the losing side. And somehow we are a struggle. But I want to tell you, the king has a move left. Amen? The king has a move left. And it is you know, when the king moves, I want to say it's a God-sized move. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to tell you, dear church, all is not lost for us. All is not lost for us. There is a king move in our life. And I want to say, you might be thinking, Lord, all is lost. Everything has gone by. I don't know if I could make it. Even today morning, I was just thinking about myself, my situation. I was thinking, Lord, everything doesn't seem to be work but i want to say there is a king move left in your life hallelujah you have got to look that's the nature of our battle our battle looks like we are on the losing side but today i want to say we are on the winning side why because there is a king move left in your life hallelujah we are not on the losing side hallelujah can i hear an amen but we are on the winning side amen Hallelujah. Going up in the Middle East, you know, uh, there was a lot of uh, different nations' background. You know, there was Indian, there was Sri Lankan, there was Pakistani and all kinds of backgrounds. Uh, kids was there. And sometimes there's, there will be some, you know, because it's boys, sometimes it, it gets physical. So, whenever I, I when I was in this midst, I had an elder brother, still there. And so, uh, I just asked him, what happens if you fight? If there's a fight. So when I, when I was there, uh, I was all okay. If he was there, I'm there. If he is not there, I'm not there. So I thought that my brother is, you know, macho. So one day I asked him, so what should happen? What should I do if, if sometimes a fight comes? You know, he said, run. Hallelujah. I want to say that we are on the king's side. We are on the king's side. Amen. The king is with us. You know, that's the na- nature of our battle. It looks like we are losing. But hallelujah, all is not lost. I want to say about the history of the battle. You know, in chess, the, the white, uh, white piece moves first, right? And it all began when God made the first move by creating angels. Okay, God made the first move. But the devil countered it by rebelling against God, and one third rebelled against God. Now, how did God counter that? God didn't counter that by killing all the angels, all, all the rebelling angels by one shot, said you all die. He didn't do that. He countered that by creating you and me. Hallelujah. He countered that by creating man image, in his own image, a little lower than angels. Now Satan countered that by enticing Adam and Eve. Now God made a counter move. He made a redemptive cover for Adam and Eve. But Satan, he countered that by inciting Cain to kill Abel to cut off a godly life. Now what did God do? God responded that by raising a godly generation again by the birth of Seth. Satan countered that by corrupting the whole world. And God counted that through the flood, through Noah, the call of Abraham, and the call of Israel. Satan counted that too. He trapped the nation of Israel under Pharaoh's rule for 400 years. I want to say for 400 years, there was no move of God, there was no move of Satan, and they were all in Egypt, now as slaves. And after 400 years, God makes a move. He calls Moses. And so you see the reminder of the Old Testament is about all about moves. God making a move. Satan making another move. God making a move. Satan making a move. And we come to Malachi. And again for 400 years, there is no move of God. And there is no move of the enemy. It was silence. But in a new Testament, hallelujah, now God begins to make another move by putting his special piece called his son. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. God put his son. That was the most special piece. And the enemy would not stand back. The enemy tried to make a counter move by tempting Jesus. And when Jesus overcame that... He thought, uh, he thought the crucifixion would be an end to this. Now I want to say to you that was a gross miscalculation. Amen? He did not realize the death on a cross. That, you know, it was a setup by God. Because God would raise Jesus from the dead. He had no clue. That was a setup. Hallelujah. You know, he miscalculated it. Today, hallelujah, there was, you know, that was one really God move. Who would have thought that God would send his son as the lamb of God? Satan had no idea. The prophets of the Old Testament probably had a glimpse, but they didn't have the entire view of this great salvation. The accomplishment of the cross, the resurrection of Jesus, was God's final move and He offered each one of us victory. Amen? Now it's our turn. Amen? Because we have gone back to how the situation was before Adam committed the sin. Now God wants us to rule and reign and and get back what was lost through Adam. Hallelujah! That's the plan of God. Hallelujah! Whatever God spoke to Adam, He told to rule and reign, be fruitful and be mult and multiply. That is now applicable to us. That is why we are in a battle. So what happens when the enemy corners you? Just like we saw that in that image, in that painting. The enemy can corner us. Hallelujah. But I want to say to you, God still has a move for us. You think that's it. I have nothing more. I want to say, hang in there. God has still got a move. Amen. I want to pray for those who are stuck with something. You are not moving. It's nothing. It's moving. Hallelujah. But I can say in the spirit, things are moving. Hallelujah. You know, after Jesus won on the cross, it has been victory after victory. That is why he sent the Holy Spirit. Because the devil is now checkmated. Checkmate, for those who don't know what is checkmate, it's over. The game is over. Hallelujah. I want to say the enemy is checkmate. Lord, I want to pray, Father, for those who are stuck. They don't see anything happening. I want to pray for this God move in their life. I said the name Binu. Hallelujah. Let the Lord make a move for you. You might be stuck somewhere. But I want to pray for this God move in your life. Amen. That you have never seen. That no eye has seen. No ear has heard. No mind has conceived what God has prepared. Let that be revealed to you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I want to say there are three kind of battles. Three kind of battles. You know, before going there, I want to say that all of us want to win. Anybody here who wants to lose? We are here to win. Paul says, I'm running this race so that I would finish. Amen? We want to win. God wants, now I want to say God wants you to win. Amen. God wants His children to win. So I want to say that there are three kind of battles. The first battle, look at one kind of battle, Genesis chapter 39, verse 7 to 11. And it came to pass after these things, that his master's wife, Joseph's master's wife, cast longing eyes on joseph and said lie with me but he refused and said to his master's wife look my master does not know what is with me in this house and he has committed all that he has to me he has to my hand there is no one greater in this house than i nor has he kept anything me anything from me but you because you are his wife how can i do this great wickedness and sin against god So it was as she spoke with Joseph day by day, he did not heed her to lie with her or to be with her. But it happened about this time and Joseph went into the house to do his work. And none of the men of the house were around, was inside. She caught him by his garment said, lie with me. But he he left his garment in her hand and fled and ran outside. There are some battles that you are supposed to run away. Don't hang him there. Don't have a conversation with the enemy. Do run away. Take your refuge in the Lord. Don't think that you can pray in tongues and somehow hang in there. Hallelujah. That's not the time to pray in tongues. That's the time to run away. The Bible says, submit to God. Or resist the enemy. Flee. Don't think it's okay to stand there. When I came to faith, I sensed the Lord telling me, I know that you love your friends, but you've got to leave some of them. Not that I should not be friendly. But I better better beware of who I hang out. Amen. Show me your friends. And I will tell you what your future looks like. Don't think it's okay to stand there. You will fall. When you're meant to run away. Hallelujah. I want to say run away. Flee. Thank you Jesus. Hallelujah. You know. It says that he left his garment in her hand, fled and ran outside. He did not look at any consequences. He knew that I have to do this, which means I will do this. He said, how can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? Which means that he had thought about, Lord, I am being tempted in this area. How am I going to respond? And he knew that this was a great wickedness. He was ready for this day of his battle. We'll come to that later. You know, he... One of the ways that the enemy tempts us... You know why? How the enemy tempts us? is not because he... It's not how that he, he, he gives us hatred of God. He can give that. We might... Having hatred towards God and run away. But one of the reasons why we fall away... Is because we forget what God speaks to us. We forget... What God did to us. Now he did not forget. He said. There is no one greater in this house. Hallelujah. Joseph did not forget. The goodness of God. Why do we forget the scripture? Why do we forget. The goodness of God. Is because. We haven't meditated. On the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to thank you Lord. Lord, I want to pray, Father, for, you know, I know that some of us might be falling when we need to flee. We are not able to flee. I want to pray. I just want every eye closed right now. Lord, I want to pray for grace, the power, the the, the strength to run away. Run away to run away, no matter how much enticing it is. I pray Lord, give us that strength to say, I don't want this. Help us to say, how can I do this great sin against God? Help us to say, how can I do this great wickedness towards God? You know, he was Joseph was also considered considering, that, I cannot do this great wickedness towards my master. Lord, I want to pray that that, that the cry of our hearts today. Let that be the cry that we cannot do this great wickedness towards God. And I want to share a personal story. This happened when I was in 6th standard, 7th standard. I had gone to school to a sports day. You know, and uh, I did not get anything. And as I was thinking to return back, I had two two or three of one close friend with couple of other classmates. I saw them they were huddling up. So so I said, I told him, I asked one of the guys, what's up? So, you know, they said that we have decided to go to Uti. Alright? My house is in Mid Travangur. Uti is a very, very, very far place. So I said, Are you come?" So I said, Can I come? Uh, they said, they thought about it. They said, yeah, okay, you come. So, uh, now I'm <laughs> gone to school in the morning, playing sports. Now I decided to go to Uti. And, and I uh, you know there is, a, there is a little bit of distance from the school building to the school gate. Almost like 70 meters, 80 meters. So I reached the, the gate of the school. And I went past the gate of the school. And I'm thinking about Uti. You know, never been to that city. But Uti is now enticing me that as I was going there, suddenly something hit me. I believe that was the Holy Spirit. And I didn't know God. I didn't know Jesus. I didn't know Holy Spirit. But I believe a picture came to me. And that picture was the picture of my mother. And I was thinking in my heart, my mother will be waiting at the door of our house in the evening. And it broke my heart. And I, and I, I said, I, I cannot pain my mother. And I need to, I, I know that she will be waiting. And if I don't come, she will probably be worried. And my dad is not there. And, and she will be worried and she will be crying. Because she will be waiting for me. So in the middle of the road, I am going to almost reaching the bus stand. In the middle of the road, I began to cry. I began to cry. I began to cry there. And these guys know, this guy is a big nuisance. And I said, I will go back. I went back to the school. And I won't say what happened with my friends. I want to say that it should pain our heart when we realize what we do pains God's heart. It pained Joseph that he said, how can I do this great wickedness? And I want to pray, it will be the cry of my heart, it will be the cry of your heart. The second battle, some battles are meant to be fought. The other battle is to run away. Some are meant to be fought. We need to engage in this. 1 Samuel 17 verse 1 to 16. I won't read the entire scripture. Now the Philistines gathered their armies to get the battle. They gathered at Sukkot. which belongs to Judah. And they encamped between Sukkot and Azekah. And Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together. They encamped in the valley of Elah. And drew up in battle array against Philistines. The Philistines stood on the mountain on one side and Israel on the other side, with a valley between them. And then a champion went from the camp of Philistines, named Goliath, from Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. He had a bronze helmet on his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail. And the weight of his coat was five thousand shekels of bronze. I'll just jump to verse 10. And the Philistines said, I defy The armies of Israel this day. I defy the armies of Israel. Give me a man that we may fight together. Give me a man that we may fight together. When Saul and all Israel heard these words of Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. You know why they were greatly afraid? They were greatly afraid because they forgot the God who took them from Egypt. When when the Israelites were crossing Jordan, The Lord said, pick up twelve stones so that you may remember, you might remember the works of my, my works, what I did. But they forgot that. They forgot the God who delivered them. They forgot the God of their forefathers. And they were afraid because of one Philistine. They forgot that, you know, the land that they occupied was a land that once had giants. Right? It was a land that once had a lot of giants. They slayed it. And they occupy it. But now, because of one giant, another generation is falling down. Hallelujah. I want to, you know, it's, and, they, and this he did, the Philistine uh, died for 40 days and 40 nights. Morning and evening. For morning and evening. For 80 times. For 40 days he did that morning and evening. So it was 80 times he challenged them. And none of them were willing to take the challenge. Until a young boy, a young teenager, he, he, he looked at the situation. And he said, how can this uncircumcised Philistine defy the armies of the living God? He was saying, you know what David was eventually saying? was this guy is outside the covenant. How can he, how can he defy the Lord of the armies of Israel? How can he do that? Amen. What needs to be fought, needs to be fought. Amen. And I am not think, telling about your fight towards people. Our fight is not towards people, but it is against flesh and blood. It is not against flesh and blood, sorry, but against powers and principalities. It is against the demonic strong. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Where we need to take a stand for righteousness, we take a stand for righteousness. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, come what may. Hallelujah. You are Goliaths to fall. You are going to take a stand. If you are afraid and withdrawing, I want to say to you, Hallelujah, nothing is going to change. 40 days and 40 nights, nothing happened. It took a David to stand up. Hallelujah. Don't wait for a David to come into your life. You can stand up. Amen. You be that David. Thank you, Jesus. Some are meant to be fought. We engage in battle. Amen. The first one, we don't engage. We run away. We flee. This one, we need a fight. Amen. In the Malayalam service, I was sharing with the the testimony of a friend of mine whose father does not know the Lord. You know, the father does not know the Lord. uh, Lived quite indifferently. uh, and he is suffering from all kinds of diseases, Parkinson's, not not, not, not in a proper mind. But this friend of mine over the years has been speaking, you know, whenever they get an opportunity, they've been telling about the love of God. Love of God doesn't know, not know properly if the, the father will respond. But kept at it, saying again and again and again and again and again because there is a battle to be won. I, uh, you know, they know there is a Goliath out there because a person is not able to respond. But kept at it. Initially, the father was very hesitant in hearing. But now, when they come, he tells them, can we pray? He shows action, can we pray? Amen. Hallelujah. It might prolong. But keep at it. Keep at it. Don't go back. Don't go back. Hallelujah. The Goliath can, you know, can come down. You know what uh, David did. David just used the weapons what he had. You don't need to go to Bible college. Whatever scripture you have, stand on that. And King Saul, what he did, I'm not going to the scripture. If you read 1 Samuel 17, uh, he, will, he will see that he tried to give his armor to David. I want to say that's a recipe for disaster. Don't use somebody's weapon. Use whatever you have. God will use that. Amen. God will use that. Hallelujah. Don't go with, you know, uh, take your weapons. Hallelujah. It might be small. Hallelujah. But that's enough for the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. The third battle. oh this is a big battle. Exodus 14, verse 10 to 14. And when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes. And behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So they were afraid. And the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. Then they said to Moses, because there are no graves, have you taken us to die in the wilderness? Why have you dealt with us to bring us out of Egypt? Is it not the word we told you in Egypt saying, Let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? I'll jump to verse thirteen. And Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid, stand still, see the salvation of the Lord, which He will accomplish for you today. So the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more. The Lord will fight for you. You shall hold your peace in such a time, some battle, where the temptation is to go back. Hallelujah. The temptation keeps telling you to go back, but you got to stand and see the deliverance of the Lord. Uh, Moses was saying, do not be afraid. Just stand and see. and Be still and see the salvation of the Lord. That is why the scripture says, be still and know that He is God. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to say to you, some battle the Lord will fight for you. Just stand still. One thing when you are waiting for a God move, do not complain. The Israelites complain. saying that they were big graves. Better graves. Isn't that what we say? Sometimes I have heard people say Pastor, you said these are placed for the grave. No problem in thinking about it, but I want to say there is a great eternal life. Hallelujah. There is a great eternal life. Don't keep looking back into your Egypt. Don't keep looking back into the place where you came from. Hallelujah. You know what they were saying? It was better for us to serve the Egyptians. Hallelujah. No wonder the Lord said, This people, I am fed up with this people. It is better to serve the Egyptians. It is better for us to die in the wilderness. You know what? That exactly happened. They were dead in the wilderness. They prophesied their death when you complain. You know, when we complain, we are prophesying. Verse 12, it says, They were better for us to serve the Egyptians. I want to say the deliverance is of the Lord. The battle belongs to the Lord. Do not complain. Hallelujah. Do not provoke. You know what happened? They were provoking God. They forgot the goodness of God. They doubted the goodness of God. You know, they, they, if you look at the Israelites history, once they crossed the Red Sea, when they were, they were, they, when they were in the wilderness for three days and three nights, they didn't have any food. God put them into a fasting prayer. Are they complete? I want to encourage the church to come for fasting. Prayer. Don't provoke the Lord when you're waiting for a breakthrough. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! When you're waiting for a breakthrough, don't take shortcuts. Hallelujah! Moses took a shortcut when he was, you know, when he knew his call. He tried to kill the Egyptian. Amen. You know, he tried to kill it. He put. He took a shortcut. When you are waiting, don't try to guess God's next move. Don't try to guess, oh this could be. Hallelujah. When you are waiting, don't try to help God. One day when I was praying, I was thinking, God, these are the options that is there. One, two, three, which is the one that you think? You know, God can make options, infinity options to you. When you are waiting for God move, we are, you know, we we people we want to know how God is going to move. The how belongs to God. He has an He has infinite number of ways to move. Don't try to guess God's move. Hallelujah! You know, God is a God of surprises. Amen. He's a God of surprises. Hallelujah! He loves to surprise. How many of you love to surprise? The birthdays or anniversaries or whatever you know you'll have to surprise i want to tell you god loves a surprise we cannot probably we understand we can guess in our spirit that a move of god is coming but we may not know exactly how it is happening hallelujah i want to say uh, the next is every battle has a purpose my time is running short, so every battle has purpose. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3 to 6. It says, we, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. So, there is one thing that we should not do. We should not fight according to the flesh. If you are fighting with your brother or sister, I want to say that is a fight according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Amen. So, what is the purpose of our warfare? It is to pull down strongholds. The next scripture says how to do it. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself in the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Amen. So the purpose of every battle is victory. Victory against what? Victory against the demonic strongholds, the worldly strongholds inside us. And that is not just it. God wants to put a new stronghold in us. Sam chapter 18. David says, God, you are my stronghold." So now, there is a new stronghold. Hallelujah. The old strongholds are destroyed through the power of God. And behold, there is a new stronghold God wants to bring. And that is God himself. Thank you, Lord. So that's the purpose of every battle. We pull down strongholds. And have a new stronghold. God is strong. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, for a battle, what is it that we need to do? We need to prepare. We need to be aware that we have a battle. We need to prepare for that battle. We should not be deceived that victory is automatic. Victory is not automatic. Amen? You can sit there and relax. But victory, God has to make, somebody has to make a move, either God or us. So we shouldn't be deceived that victory is automatic. When we prepare, we set our hearts before God. You know, prepare means to establish, to be fixed. When sin comes knocking at the door, we need to know how to respond. Would any soldier go into the battlefield untrained? Would any soldier go into the battlefield with uh, with, uh, formal clothes? It's a recipe for disaster. He is going to be killed or captured. Many of us are not trained for battle. In Paul's 21, 31 says, the horse is prepared the day of the battle. Deliverance is from the Lord. So preparation is our responsibility. Deliverance comes from the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have heard many sports persons say that their match does not start on the match day. It starts much earlier. They are already in tune. Knowing what to do, how to do. They are already there, prepared for the match. They are already in the match, probably days or weeks or months before the actual match. Hallelujah. Their mind is already set. You need victory, you need to be prepared. You need victory, you need to be prepared. Hallelujah. Winning, winning the invisible war is based on your preparation. Hallelujah. You are prepared. You will win. There is absolutely no doubt about it. God is to the one who is going to deliver. The horse is prepared. For the day of the battle God will deliver. Hallelujah. God will deliver. So how are we prepared? 2nd Chronicles 12 verse 13 to 14 Thus King Rehoboam strengthened himself in Jerusalem and reigned. Now he was 41 years old when he became king. And he reigned 17 years in Jerusalem. And the city which the Lord has chosen out of all the tribes of Israel to put his name there. His mother's name was Nama and Ammonite, And he did evil. Because he did not prepare his heart to seek the Lord. Amen. The Bible says it is evil for those who are not prepared their hearts to seek God. We might think about evil acts like murder or you know adultery or something like that, but the Bible says it is an evil heart that is not prepared to seek God. Well Sam Joseph was a man who was prepared his heart for battle. Joseph was not tempted once, he was tempted for 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 many a day, the Bible says, tempted by Potiphar's wife day after day. The point is, Joseph knew how to respond. What his response will be, that he will run away, that he has meditated, that he should not do this. Joseph was prepared. This man, this king, he, he chose not to prepare his heart. He chose not to seek the Lord. And the Bible is saying, such a heart is an evil heart. thank you lord thank you jesus today i want to share to you that it is important to prepare our heart for the day of the battle i want to say the battle is referred as the day of the battle preparation is for days the battle is for a day preparation is for days hallelujah 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 thank you lord thank you jesus how do we prepare our heart? It is safe to our heart. I want to completely, wholly, fully go after God. Amen. Hallelujah. Not keeping anything from Him, but relentlessly pursuing God. Amen. Hallelujah. We cannot keep a little bit of our heart for ourselves. God demands our whole heart. He doesn't demand anything else from us. But He demands His heart. You know what? Satan is also our heart. Also after our heart. God called David as a man after us. My own heart. I don't know if Satan is calling as a man after my heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. Lord, let our hearts be battle ready. I want to pray today, let our hearts be battle ready. Hallelujah. I want to pray, Father, that come what may, the temptation is us. I want to tell you, I want to assure you, there is a victory if you are prepared. If you are prepared. Hallelujah. If you are prepared, we pass an exam. Is that right? Yes. Are we surprised when we pass, when we prepare and write exam? When the results come? We are not surprised. In this, there is no out of syllabus. Alright, there is no out of syllabus. Everything the Bible has already said. So there is no out of syllabus. This is all what is there. You prepare your heart. You have to win. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's close our eyes. Father, I want to pray for those of you that you know you are asking God for the salvation of your loved ones. But you have not seen it. You have, you have, you have said, God, I have prayed all this while for my father, for my mother, for my daughter, for my uncle, for my friend, for whoever it is. You said, Lord, I, I, I want to give up, God. Hallelujah. I want to, I want to say there is one more move. There is one move of God. Hallelujah. There is a king sized move. I, I want to pray for that king sized move In your life Amen Daddy I pray father The salvation in our homes Will be complete Our loved ones will be saved In Jesus name Hallelujah Lord as the Bible says There is a rejoicing in heaven When somebody accepts you Lord I want to pray there will be a rejoicing in heaven Hallelujah Don't give up you're praying for somebody. You're praying for somebody. Can I see? You know, just close your eyes. If you're praying for your loved ones to be saved, can you just raise your hands up? we want going to pray for them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, I pray all these people's loved ones, let them be saved. Let them be saved. We pray, Father. Let them know the Lord today. And I pray for their God move in their life. For that God kind of move. That God kind of move. Hallelujah. The enemy is thinking that he has won. Hallelujah. But there is one move hidden up your sleeve. It is a king move. I pray for the king move in their lives. The king move in their lives. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know, if you are praying, if you are having sickness, and all the years that you have been sick, and still now, yet that you have not got the deliverance, just close your eyes. I want you to just... Raise your hands up! I want to invite the pastors and leaders to pray over there. Hallelujah! Anybody that you are, you are sick, you're not. You know, you have not yet seen the deliverance. I want to say to you, you can stand and see the deliverance of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Rabbananthana. dhana, Just raise your hands a little bit up so, our, so that the leaders can come and see, pray over you. Hallelujah. Healing, healing. Right now. Healing, healing. Rabbananthana. Khabe kabe, khebe, khebe, bilnan ba. I'm going to pray for the leaders. just ask the leaders to go and pray for people. Amen. Healing. Aisha Healing. Saukye. Hallelujah. Father, we pray that there is still a move of God in their life for oh God. It might not have happened that for that woman who was afflicted with the issue of flowing of the blood. Hallelujah. One touch. Hallelujah. One touch from you healing completely daddy in jesus name in jesus name right now in jesus name in jesus name let it be done lord let it be done oh i want to say this all these promises of god are yes and amen uh, hallelujah hallelujah uh, hallelujah i don't know for whom it is the scripture jesus christ is same yesterday today and tomorrow amen he is a healer yesterday and he is a healer today the healer today. Oh. It's true in the name of the daddy. pray father. Strength will rise when we wait upon the Lord. I know you are waiting upon the Lord. Strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord. Hallelujah. I know that some of you are waiting upon the Lord for your healing. I want to say there is a strength when you are in the weight. In the weight there is a strength is a life, as you wait. Lord, I thank you that you want us to be victors much more than us. It's your heart that wants us to be more than a conqueror. Father, I pray that when we need to run away, we will run away. We need to stand and stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. We stand still. And if we need to engage the enemy, we will engage him. We'll take him down, we'll cast him down, stronghold, bringing every thought captive. And I want to pray for the who of the Holy Spirit. I sense the Holy Spirit saying, I am not done. In some of your lives I am just starting I am just starting I just sense in mama's life That the Holy Spirit is just starting You might be thinking Lord You come You retired There is no retirement There is only a refirement You are going to be refired. There is going to be a refiring Of the Lord in your life the Holy Spirit is not done. It's just starting in Jesus' mind. I sense the Lord saying that the Acts to move will happen in this church. I want to declare that. The Acts to move happen. The signs and wonders evident come. Act. We want to pray that the Holy Spirit move let our seats be filled Lord. let our seats be filled Lord I pray for a sickness we church so that we will walk in the goodness of God. Lord I pray that we will never forget your goodness we will never forget you. we may never hate you but we pray that we will never forget your goodness we cannot Lord. Last week we heard about your mercy We are to pray that we will never forget your mercy and your goodness. We are to bind that into our fingers. Write it on the tablets of our heart that God has been merciful to us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon. For more sermons, please do visit us at wscc.in.